What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. My name is Kent Swanson. I want to wish you a very merry draftmas. It's the day after Christmas when this is posted, most likely. And we are doing a little uh, bonus mock draft as we've been doing uh, the last you know couple weeks. Every now and there, you know, sneaking a little draft content in there, getting you ready uh, for the draft season. Uh, I here to here to help me talk about all this is my dear pal. Find him on Twitter at barleyhop. <gasps> not Craig or not Matt. It's it's Craig Stout. Hello, my friend. We are doing a draft show without Matthew Lane. <laughs> I this is like I'm sure I I'm fully expecting that when this goes up, we're gonna look and it's gonna be three times as long because Maddie's going to somehow find a way to get it from Pete. And then record his companion piece, which is two times longer than this. I, I, I'm curious to see if Maddie goes on Periscope to do a response to this entire process. <laughs> uh, just this entire this entire exercise that we're about to do. We're going to do a mock draft. Um, and basically, we kind of do this thing. We do It's mock draft roulette. Uh, because we want to give you guys fresh content. We want to give you guys ideas of how... Uh, the board would position in our minds and in pockets, you know, that the Chiefs could attack, and, and we don't want to just be stuck in the same kind of mold because we could mock draft a chief, our cornerback to the Chiefs every single week, and we'd feel very good about it. But that's no fun. So we kind of put it up to chance, and we give a randomizer five positions uh, that we think the Chiefs are going to draft, make them randomize them, and then we have to draft those players in that order. And we'll get to that order in a second. But I do want to answer. Uh, a couple questions. We got a uh, a question when we were doing our our mailbag earlier in the week, but it was draft specific. Thought I'd answer here. BT and Casey asks, "Who are small school draft crushes so far? No one can pick the same person." I uh, see. So we've given you guys a couple of them. Akeem Davis Gaither is one of them. Kendall Vildor is one of them. But my guy this week is from a Division three school, from Lenore Ryan University in Hickory, North Carolina. His name is Kyle Duggar. He plays safety there. Um, He is going to the Senior Bowl. That's part of the reason why we have eyes on him already. He is fun to watch. Uh, Senior Bowl director Jim Nagy has this quote that a lot of scouts use this quote. But when you're going to a Division III school, you shouldn't have to know what number the player you're going there to scout is. And you don't have to know Kyle Duggar's number. He just shows up. He is all over the place. He moves with purpose. He's got strong ball skills. He really attacks catch point well as a safety. He closes downhill really well and hits super hard. Can cover running backs and tight ends. He dominated lesser competition. The problem is he may not have single high range. They use him in a lot of split safety looks. So I do think that He's and he's doing this against guys that aren't necessarily great athletes or top level athletes. So there has been talks. He's he's a 6'1, 215 guy. There have been talks that NFL teams might look at him as a will linebacker, kind of a dime linebacker, Uh-oh. even. And oh my goodness, I see it so much. This dude plays so physical he flows to the ball so well and he he would be able to cover everything that you could ask of him in coverage he takes good angles like i'm very excited to see kyle duggar i'm very excited to see if they give him a couple will reps at the senior bowl because there will be teams asking about it so i think we might get to see some of that i am interested in 
picking him up maybe as a later round guy, not necessarily to play safety, but to be that dime linebacker role and be able to play as a will. Uh, for me, it's a guy that Maddie's going to be very disappointed I'm talking about, and it's Jeremy Chin, a safety from Southern Illinois. So it's another safety. Uh, this guy probably profiles more as a safety than you know maybe Kyle Duggar does as a will, potentially. But um, this dude, he kind of falls uh, falls under the same kind of category you know that, that Nagy was talking about. You, you know who this guy is when you watch him play. You can tell he's just a step above the other talent out there. Um, he's 6'3", he's 215 pounds, he's a really, really good athlete. He has some big splash plays, um, some big hits in the secondary. Uh, he's a guy that I think adds a lot of flexibility to this football team. You can play him in the box a little bit, you can play him in a two-eye structure. Uh, he's got some range, he's got some ball skills. I'm really curious because he's another guy that's going to be at the senior ball. I want to see a couple things. I want to see him in man coverage. Uh, that's definitely something I kind of want to get an idea of just to see what his, you know, what his ability is there. Um, and you know, I just want to see how he holds up to the speed of the game because it's going to be a little bit different. And I think that's the case with everybody, but he's an athletic profile. He's, he's a really strong athletic profile and he's a lot of fun. Uh, he's, he's one of those just fun prospects. I mean, there's, yeah, there's those, he, there's those guys every year. I mean, look, listen, oh, if go. you make a highlight tape of Jeremy Chin, you're going to be giddy. Like, you're just going to be giddy you're watching him play football. He has so many splash plays. It's crazy. It is. It's ridiculous. Uh, we had uh, another question. Uh, this was a uh, five-star review question. If you like the show, feel free to give us a five-star review. Uh, that's all we asked for for Christmas this year. Ross from KC, I appreciate your guys' work and will always find the podcast insightful. My question is, what do you think of our biggest draft need is regarding position? Would you go with offensive line, linebacker, defensive back, or best available out of those positions? Also, what's the la latest round you think we could dra grab a top five running back? He lists Hubbard, Etienne, Dobbins, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, that's a, that's a funny <laughs> accidental connection there uh is there a chance one of those guys slips to day three i'm gonna answer that first part no there's not a chance any of those guys slip to day three unless there's an injury maybe chuba hubbard is the one that might have a chance to slip out um i will but just just so you know our mock draft you're gonna like our mock draft because it's a scenario that involves a first round running back we're gonna have a long debate about that but craig why don't you answer the first question would you go with offensive lineman linebacker defensive back or vet best player available out of all those positions I think if all things are equal there, if you're getting a uniform player, you know, kind of the best at their position there, I'm going linebacker because this defensive back group is very deep. And this linebacker group, while it's better than last year, I think as a whole, is still not particularly strong. Linebackers are becoming more and more coveted as players. You're seeing the top end linebackers getting paid 17, 18, 19, 20 million dollars a year because teams are figuring out these guys are super important guys that can stay on the field all three downs and do all this coverage ability. So they're paying them more than top flight cornerbacks. I think that teams are just going to continue to snap up linebackers as early as possible because you just need those athletic guys to kind of be as flexible and as multiple as you want to be. So I'm going to take a linebacker in that situation and try and address cornerback a little bit later just because you're not going to be able to find a guy in free agency that has that kind of impact. 
Obviously, we're going to see how free agency goes for this football team. I do think that there's a little bit of flexibility with this group just because uh, I think cornerback has to be taken in the first 60 picks for this football team. They have to. They have to. They have to draft a cornerback early. But like Craig said, there's so much uh, flexibility there, I think, with the cornerback position because I think you're going to be able to get a very quality player that we're all going to be happy about at the cornerback position, and we're going to have all the time in the world to unpack all those guys. But that gives you a little bit of flexibility for a linebacker or maybe an offensive lineman. If there's a guy that they really love, like I, you can talk me into a center. You can talk mm-hmm. me into an interior offensive lineman. Um, I think they have a little bit of flexibility there to kind of navigate that situ- situation. We'll see how how the uh, you know how the free agency class goes too. Okay, so here's our mock draft roulette. We drew a hand that me, Craig, and Matt all do not like. But that's okay because you need to <laughs> stretch yourself and you need to have these conversations. It's very good exercise. We drew running back in the first round of this Whoa. draft roulette. Here's the order. Running back, interior offensive lineman, cornerback, linebacker, wide receiver. That is your five-round draft order. We're going to pick five players in that constraint. And the first pick for the Kansas City Chiefs at running back, at pick 26 uh, currently, Travis Etienne, the running back from Clemson. In this scenario, we were kind of running through some exercises. You could have said Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. He's got a lot of of wear on those tires. He's been been run through, run into the ground at Wisconsin. You could say DeAndre Swift, and I think you know I think DeAndre Swift was a good candidate in this scenario. Uh, but for us, I think Travis Etienne. He's a guy that hasn't had a lot of uh, doesn't have a, a lot of tread taken off his tires. He's a big dude. He fits that explosive physical athletic profile that the chiefs have typically liked at the running back position. And the thing that really kind of talking, you know, convinced me when we were going through this exercise with Maddie is his past catching production has improved. And that's something that's very important for him because there was a, a quote this off season that Travis Etienne, he said he was terrified to catch the football, not mm-hmm. something you want in a modern NFL qu- a running back, like just, mm-hmm. just not, but he's caught 30 passes this year He's averaging a little over 10 yards per catch. I like uh, I like that about him. He's a young guy, li- limited reps in the last couple of years, and I think he makes a lot of sense. Craig, you have anything on Etienne that you like to say? No, you hit it. He's explosive. He's big. I, I think he would add another dimension to this Chiefs offense that we haven't seen for a little bit, and I do like that he catches the ball, and he looks comfortable catching the ball this year. It, it, the comment that he made, yeah, he had caught the ball a little bit, and I thought at the time, I was like, well, all right, you know, but he looks <laughs> he looks a lot more comfortable, you know, running routes, coming out of the backfield, being able to do things within that Clemson offense. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence makes him look very good as well, but... I do think that he is more than capable of being a three-down back. So if you had to get in this situation where you took a running back early, I I think that he's kind of that sweet spot and that right guy. And one just kind of a couple comments on the running back situation. I think it, it makes it makes it it makes it a challenge. I think when you're trying to improve some areas of concern for this football team, when this offense, I don't know how much how much a running back is going to change the outlook offensively of this football team. And I think that's the big struggle 
is because uh, how much is this offense improving with a good running game when your offensive line isn't great? I mean, why are you putting in a, a, a premium asset but in a, a running back when uh, you know when there's other issues to deal with? And honestly, if you have a good offensive line, you can get away with not good running backs too. Yep. Like you don't want to limit the explosive playability of this offense. I don't know how much it's changing the outlook of this team if you just add a running back into the mix of a high quality. Obviously, it's going to help. But does mm-hmm. it change it and make it a generational offense? No, I don't think that's what would make it a generational offense. I think if you had another explosive wide receiver, that would be massive. Yes, or an interior offensive lineman that was particularly dominant. Because yeah. if Travis Etienne is having to dodge guys in the backfield, much like we saw against the Bears this past weekend, where Spencer Ware and Damian Wills- Williams were having to avoid guys immediately in their laps, if you have a guy that can block a little bit better open up some gaps a little bit better i think an average running back with a good offensive line is better than a good running back with an average offensive line and then on top of that you're protecting mahomes better and he's able to stay in the pocket a little bit better honestly i i would take an interior offensive lineman 15 out of 10 times over running back in this situation but this is the hand we were dealt so travis at the end it is all right, at 58 in round two, we were forced to draft an interior offensive lineman, and we got a little bit creative here. Uh, and it's a guy that may or may not stick, uh, or may not may or may or may not be an interior offensive lineman when it's all said and done. It's Makai Becton. He is a massive offensive lineman from Louisville. Uh, he turns 21 just a couple days before the NFL draft this year. Six seven six eight. 370, 380. The guy is huge. And he moves really well for his size. I think that's the thing that you're drawn to. He's he's kind of a raw prospect. I think if he was going to hold up at tackle, it'd take a little bit of development. Um, but he's got some inside-outside flexibility potential because I think he could come in and really, I think he could be a really good guard. Uh, I think he would be one of the guards I'd be most excited about, if I'm being honest, because he's such a young guy. He's got a lot to learn. He's got a lot to work through. But his athletic profile, his physical profile is massive, and it's athletic, and that's definitely something I'm wanting to work with if I'm this football team. Yeah, and he won the the Jacobs blocking trophy the ACC gives out to its best offensive lineman every year. That's what he won this year, and four goes. I thought, you were, I thought this was like a Nick Jacobs award. No, I thought yeah, our buddy yeah, Nick Jacobs no, was just our buddy Nick. Out, but. Our buddy Nick was, you know, just kind of watching some tape, and he decided, nope, this guy gets my blocking trophy. That's <laughs> here's a new award I am just creating yeah. for Makai Becton. <laughs> no, okay, uh, he, at, nope. he he was oh, that no. best guy, and so he skipped his senior year to go on. So, I mean, he still had eligibility left, so he's obviously getting some early buzz. I know that a lot of people probably haven't heard his name before, but the fact that he's skipping and the fact that he's won these awards and he's got this kind of athletic profile probably going a little bit earlier than we all think. Coaches are going to want to put their hands on him, get their hands on him, and I don't blame him because I, I'm I'm very interested in him. Uh, just just uh, he's got a lot of things that I like. He's a young guy, he's a lot lot of room to develop. Big, athletic. I mean, and I I think they can develop this guy. Uh, okay, finally got to draft a cornerback in round three, and 
this is i mean it, 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 it this is a great exercise for us to go through because we've got to explore all these options because we could very easily naturally just pick cornerback every single time yeah craig who are we taking we are taking oklahoma state cornerback aj green not that aj green the other aj green he's 6-1 Do we have that aj green too yeah sure let's get them both that's fine Cincinnati's not using him, so we can just go ahead and take him as well. Um, <laughs> he is very long. He, I mean, he's he's listed at six one, but I think he's going to be one of those really long armed cornerbacks. Like when they they measure him, he's very twitchy for an athlete, very quick feet, and he's got long speed to carry guys, and he really leverages his length well. He squeezes the boundary super well on the outside there and kind of bench press guys out to the outside. I will say that he his, his footwork needs some work. I, I said he had quick feet, but his footwork does need some work, and he is very grabby, wants to be very physical. But I he <laughs> the funny part with him is when you watch him, he's very aggressive when coming downhill. He'll throw himself downhill and then will make a very weak tackle attempt. So he does all the work leading <laughs> up to it and just doesn't doesn't finish it. I think that's a coaching thing. I think they can get it out of him because he is a very physical player in the back end and he does like to come up and you know he still takes the hit from the running back. He just doesn't necessarily wrap up. So I think he's... He's more of a project guy, but he's got the size, speed, length combination that Spagnuolo kind of covets out of his cornerbacks. I'd be very interested in him, in him at this point because you're not going to find a lot of these traits this late. And it's very realistic for a guy like A.J. Green to be available there at 90 because of how deep this class is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it's ridiculous. It's an embarrassment of riches at the cornerback position. I would not hate to see this team be creative. AJ try to Green, grab one or two of them. Yeah, he's he's more like a, a Justin Lane or something like that. A guy that's a little bit more of a yeah. project. Only he's an actual cornerback already. Like he's got the the skill set as a cornerback already. But a lot of those guys in last year's draft class that we talked about that you take and you want to mold and kind of convert and help them along, he's ahead of those guys already as a cornerback, and he's got those traits. Okay. Linebacker position, finally. Craig, who are the Chiefs taking at pick 122 in the fourth round at linebacker? Well, there weren't a whole lot of guys available. Uh, I didn't have any Will linebackers that I really liked, so I wanted to add to the Mike linebacker depth. We don't really have it. Evan Weaver out of California is going to be my guy. Uh, 6'3". He's listed at 245 right now, but reports are that he's playing at a closer to 235 this year. He heard NFL scouts last year slim down a little bit to get a little quicker, and it does show up. I watched some tape last year, watched some tape this year. He looks a little bit faster, a little bit more explosive, but my man is everywhere. He hits like a damn truck. He he is a, a sneaky good block slipper. He stacks and sheds well. He just doesn't have particularly great long speed. Like, that's not his game, and he's not particularly good in transition either. I wouldn't expect him to be a great coverage linebacker by any means, but he is a tackle collector. He's, he's kind of everywhere for this team all the time. This year, 
he has 95 tackles on the or 173, 95 solo, 173 tackles on the season, Oof. 159 Yikes. last year. So he he's just everywhere. He makes a lot of plays. So I I wouldn't mind adding him to play Mike back up Anthony Hitchens at this point in the draft. Yeah, this is a guy that Craig's a pretty big fan of to this point. Uh, and I think he's kind of surprised us because we kind of, you know, I think, you know, the athletic profile, we're going to, we're going to find out over the process. Like, I think yes. that's one of the important things with him is you just got to see what his athletic profile really looks like. You'll be able to find out with things like the, uh, the combine and pro days and all that stuff. Let's just kind of just, it's, it's something, you know, you're curious. He's done all this work to rework his body. Um, let's see what happens. It, there is one caveat here. Of those 173 tackles, only 10 of them were for loss. So it's not like he's he's getting into the backfield Ooh, and it, making tons of plays and, you know, doing all that. But he does make a lot of tackles. He is around the ball at all times. But I'll speak for Maddie here. He wears a tight end number. He wears 89 and reportedly yeah. is wearing 89 at the Senior Bowl. Maddie, Maddie hates that already. I know. He's like a big red flag for him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, not making many plays behind the line of scrimmage. That is a trait the Chiefs typically covet at linebacker. Yeah, so that's true. <laughs> wow, I know. He fits right. He might uh, fit right that, in with his speed too. We'll see at the might, combine. He might. He might fit in just perfectly. Okay, at one fifty-four, we're going with uh, the receiver was who we had to draft, and we're going with a receiver out of uh, Baylor. It's Denzel Mims. He's a big dude. He's 6'3". He might even be a little bit more than 6'3". Real big dude. He's not a guy that's you know creating a ton of separation. I mean, that's just kind of typically with you know what you get with with a lot of these receivers. Like that's just a, that's just a reality um, the, that these big receivers struggle to separate. But he's six three. He's two hundred fifteen pounds. And he does some really good things at the catch point. In fact, like he's very good at the catch point. He's pretty athletic too. So there's some things to build off of, and there's some things that you really like. And I think what you what you hope for is the Chiefs are going to have a chance, most likely, to draft a guy on day three at the wide receiver spot. That is probably pretty good value. Um, you know, Denzel oh, yeah. Mims. I don't want to. He's not. I don't want to equate him to Jalen Hurd because they're different players. But Jalen Hurd was a big, strong, athletic player that could run the ball a little bit, a little bit of ability after the catch, kind of a hybrid flex, could, you know, tight end or H-back, running back, wide receiver kind of profile. I'm not trying to call him that exactly, but Jalen Hurd went in the second round because they were really intrigued by the athletic profile. They thought they could do a lot of things with him in San Francisco. Denzel Mims, I don't want to say it's a completely like that, but what, I, what I'm trying to say is I think a lot of these – really strong athletic big profile types that maybe don't create a ton of separation but have some really strong ability at the catch point. I think those guys are going to fall through the cracks this year because of the nature of this group and because of the nature of this strong receiver class. I think some of these guys might fall by the wayside. Denzel Mems would be a really fun add in day three of this, of this draft. Oh, absolutely. Um, I've heard the player comp for Denzel Mems of Kenny Galladay. A little bit, oh. just a big guy, strong at the catch point. Has you know, he's not a slow athlete. He's he's a good athlete, but he doesn't necessarily have the route running finesse yet as a player. I've heard that comparison. I've only watched a couple Denzel Mims games 
throughout this time period here. I do think that uh, he he's going to be a true X. And the Chiefs, if they move on from Sammy Watkins, are going to need a true X. They don't really have that guy on the roster. You could do worse with that big body winning at the catch point and you know, kind of ability to develop a, a mid-round guy. He's got the traits that you want out of that position and that Andy Reid would really covet out of that position. Well, that is a little mock F, mock draft exercise. We were randomly drawing the positions we take. We had to go running back, interior offensive line, cornerback, linebacker, and receiver in that order. Again, the recap, Travis Etienne, the running back from Clemson in round one. Makai Becton, the, in, the offensive lineman, massive offensive lineman from Louisville in round two. A.J. Green, the cornerback from Oklahoma State, round three. Linebacker uh, Evan Weaver from California, round four. And Denzel Mims, the wide receiver from Baylor in round five. Thank you guys for listening to this. Hopefully you guys have a great uh, time with your family if you get some time off. We will catch you later.